Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, the Democrats are eating this country alive. They're destroying this place, burning it to the ground. They are now the anti-work party, separating people from the dignity of work, the dignity of creation, the dignity of manipulating the environment we have been given by God for the benefit of human prosperity. It's, I discussed it yesterday. I'm going to talk about it again today because unbelievably they're doubling down on this. Every single thing we've been warned about that will decimate the prosperity of the United States and lead to generational poverty, the Democrats are not only doing, but doing more of right now. I've got a video of Thomas Sowell, the great, legendary Thomas Sowell, decades ago warning, don't do these three things or you'll get a lot of poverty, get generational poverty. Those three things are happening right now. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Secure your internet. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let me get right to it. I've got that. I've also got Joy Reid. Uh, again, I warned you yesterday, the name game on critical race theory. The left is losing, so they're going to change the name soon to, uh, what is it, undocumented educational training or something like that. They love the euphemisms game. Joy Reid right now doing it. I've got that too. Don't go anywhere. Again, today's show brought to you by our friends at Helix. Well, not again. This is the first time you've heard from Helix. They have a quiz. It takes just two minutes to sleep, uh, to complete. Spit it out, Bongino. And it matches your body type and sleep preferences. The perfect mattress for you. I have a Helix sleep mattress. I absolutely love it. I have the Midnight Lux. I sleep on my side. I've got really bad shoulders. It's like sleeping on a cloud for me, but it gives me a, just the right amount of support. You know how I knew it was for me? I took their two-minute sleep quiz. Get the perfect mattress for the way you sleep, not someone else. They have several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix plus-size mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. And again, I was matched to Midnight Lux. I love it. Sleep like a baby on that sucker. Sunday night, out, out, like on a cloud. It's been awesome getting these unboxing videos from those of you who bought a Helix mattress. Well, it's, you know, watching you all being uh, happy with the product. It really makes me feel good. With Helix, the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights, sleep trial, risk-free. You don't like it, they'll pick it up for you. You won't like it. You'll love it. <laughs> you will. Helix is awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. They offer exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, Daddy. <laughs> Never gets old. The Democrats are eating the country alive. They've been warned. Everything they're doing, they're doing intentionally. We have to stop pussyfooting around. Oh, we got to be nice to Democrats. You be nice to Democrats. I'm not interested. Maybe this isn't the right show if you want to be. I'm tired of this. This country is at war with sanity. It's us on the sane side and the insane people on the other side, many of who, whom align themselves with the Democrat Party. We are doing things we've been warned about that will destroy this country, that will impoverish people, lead to really crappy Cuba-like health care, that will destroy any chance at education, the enrichment of their mind, and any potential for a job in the future. We're doing it right now, and we're pretending, the Democrats are pretending, that this is all being done in the, uh, to the benefit of some philanthropic uh, philanthropic human prosperity movement. That is bullshit, and you know it. They are incentivizing people not to work. 
They are getting ready to pay people a ridiculous amount of money to not work. There is dignity in work. I'm going to do this show to the cows come home because if we as Republicans can't get our heads out of our collective asses and start getting this messaging right, that it is not compassionate to separate people from the dignity of work and creation, then the Republican Party's done, and I don't want any part of it. We are not conserving anything. If we cannot get the messaging right, that there is dignity and value in work, and it is evil, listen to me, evil to separate people from the dignity of a job. It is evil. He, uh, he put together a nice liner whenever we, you know, we love Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell is one of the legendary thinkers of our time, of any time for that matter. So Guy put together this great liner for Thomas Sowell. <laughs> nice work. Watch it on, we got to see it, rumble.com slash Bongino. He's got a crown on because he is the king. The king of sanity. Here was Thomas Sowell decades ago warning about the dangers of welfare. Welfare, government taxpayer payments paid to people to not do anything. Here he was. This is a two-part video. What the, the, the clips are short. Don't worry. Here's the first part where he talks about how there is not a place in the cosmos on planet Earth on any other potential planet or any other universe where paying people not to work has led to a more prosperous nation. It doesn't exist anywhere. There are no examples of this. This was him decades ago. Check this out. There are other people who sincerely believe that if they will hand out things here and there, that this will in fact benefit people. Again, looking at... Uh, Your point is it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I, haven't been able to find, I haven't been able to find a single country in the world where the policies that are being advocated for blacks in the United States have lifted any people out of poverty. I've seen many examples around the world of people who began in poverty and ended in affluence. Not one of them has followed any pattern at all like what is being advocated for blacks in the United States. Uh, many groups have remained in poverty for a very long time trying to follow those patterns. There are no, this was him decades ago. The king, the monarch of sanity, Thomas Sowell. There are no examples anywhere on planet Earth of government welfare programs producing generational prosperity. There are none. There are none. There are, however, legions of examples of free market capitalism, entrepreneurialism, and working, going to work. Remember the motto with the Dan Bongino show from this point forward, given this new president we have who wants to be the next FDR. The new motto is get your ass to work. We're working, you work. That's the new motto. Yeah, that's harsh bad i don't care it's the greatest part of absolute freedom when you have nothing to lose get to speak the truth and i put myself in this situation purposefully and never wanted to be influenced by anyone and i'm not going to be influenced now get your ass to work it is better for you it is better for us it is better for your kids it is better for everyone there are no examples of countries engaged in mass welfare payments for people not working that have led to any kind of generational prosperity. None. Why are you taking notes over there, Key? You going to edit out my get your ass to work? You're making me nervous. Don't edit that out. Get your ass to work. <laughs> He's taking notes over there. Paula used to do that. She doesn't like it. I'll say to get your ass to work. Okay, good. 
says he's taking notes because he likes it. And to the people out there working, which is 99% of my audience, a sincere, heartfelt, can't reach my chest because my elbows don't work, thank you for setting an example for your kids, for us, for feeding us, for trucking the goods to our stores, for policing our communities, for being freedom fighters overseas in our military, doctors for healing us, nurses for healing us, janitors, plumbers for keeping the world a a, a sanitation-laden place where we don't have to worry about disease all the time. Thank you all to the architects for building safe buildings. This world is the way it is, and this country is great because of you, and you built it. And to the people who refuse, refuse to do that, while these other truckers and architects and pilots and doctors are healing and feeding and giving you drink and giving you entertainment, even people out, listen, Hollywood's not all full of leftists. There are gaffers out there, lighting people, all sound specialists. They're not all liberals. They work for a living, too. Thank you. Thank you. Here's the second part of that Thomas Sowell video. Again, why did I play? There are thousands of Thomas Sowell videos on Thomas Sowell speaking about welfare, which is what we're talking about now. Why did I pick these older ones? Because, folks, the things he talked about decades ago are still true now. Here's the second part of that interview. He's uh, talking about William Buckley. He predicts policies. He says, listen, these three things are keeping minorities, specifically the black community, poor. He mentions three things. I want you to listen to this. Minimum wage, poor schooling, and welfare. This was decades ago. And then I'm going to show you in this segment coming up how we're doing those exact things right now. They just would have listened to the great Thomas Sowell. Check this out. Well, is it your, is, do I understand you to say that the government has exacerbated the plight of these poor blacks? Yes. How? A number of ways. One, they've made it difficult to get jobs, to get started in the job market. Minimum wage law would be one of those things, but only one. Uh, the terrible schooling would be uh, a major factor. That if you're going to turn out kids who are 40% uh, functionally illiterate upon graduation from high school, then you're going to have very serious problems in the job market. And the government is responsible for that? The government Through runs the, the schools. schools. Yes. Mm-hmm. State, and, state as well as federal. Uh, they're doing many things to make it much tougher for the person at the bottom to get started. Uh, and they're also making it uh, less necessary to get started by having various subsidy programs, food stamps, welfare, and so on, which uh, uh, reduce the difference between working and not working. So that the, the general tendency of what they're doing is to make it harder to rise. But, of course, if you're lucky enough to have started to rise before these programs began, then you're in great shape. The king, the king, there he is. We need a little Thomas Sowell crown, a little like Thomas Souls with an apostrophe. If he comes by... You know, we can, we can dump it on. Hey, hey Mr. Scholl, this is your, the crown from the, the king. He just lays it out. You want to create generational poverty? First, let's uh, up the minimum wage so that workers with few skills, very few skills, can't get a job at the entry level and learn those skills. That's what you do. When you make the minimum wage $15 an hour and people don't have the requisite skills to produce $15 an hour in value, what happens, geniuses on the left? Anyone? Anyone? You don't get hired. So you have people out there, good people, hardworking people, younger maybe, haven't finished their schooling yet, have never had a job. They show up and they say, hey, I'd, I'd like to work in your 
steel factory. Do you have any steel skills? No. Well, we could teach you, but it would cost us $15 an hour. Well, that person doesn't have the skills that will produce $15 an hour in value. So what do they do? They go and find someone else. So that person then never gets a job and never obtains those skills. Hard skills and soft skills. Showing up on time. Showing up, you know, not looking like a slob. Learning how to interview. Learning how to interact with people in the workplace. I told you my story yesterday. Whistling at the lady at the cadet program because I missed a piece of paperwork. said, did you just whistle at me? Listen, that was a valuable lesson. Would have never happened if I didn't have that entry-level job in the police department. Probably get fired today. You want to create poverty? Tell people with no skills they can't get a job because they can't meet the minimum wage requirement. There is no more destructive employment policy nationally induced potentially with this new fight for 15 that will cause more poverty among low-skill workers than raising the minimum wage. Dan, that can't possibly be. You're raising their wage. No, you're not raising their wage. The minimum wage, the real minimum wage is zero. If you don't have a job because you can't produce $15 an hour in value, your minimum wage is zero. So what's part two? Once you keep low-skilled workers from ever getting a job and keep them poor for the rest of your life, make sure that their schooling really sucks so that they can't produce the educational requirements and skills to get a job that would require education and schooling. How do you do that? With crap public schools. Oh, we produce a lot of, one thing we produce a lot of in the United States is crap public schools. The verdict is in? Yes. We, our productivity is internationally, intergalactically recognized, our high productivity in producing crap public schools. Our output of crap public schools is off the charts. You have the crap public school scales, the United States at the top, like, man, they are really good. Their productivity is amazing. They're producing a ton of crap public schools. How do they do that? Well, you have educational bureaucracies, liberal lunatics, critical race theory people, and some, some teachers and teachers unions, some that just don't care. Thankfully, some do. So keep them from getting a job with minimum wage requirements. Then make sure they have no education and no skills whatsoever. So then when they go for a job with no skills and no education, they can't get it. So now you're really guaranteeing generational poverty. But what's step three? What step is it? It's, it's three, there's, there's three legs on the stool. What is step three of the generational poverty equation? What is it? Well, Thomas Sowell told us, if you were listening, you paid attention, you already know. Let's make sure we have a generous welfare system. So whether you work or not, it's irrelevant. You get a job. You'll get paid twenty, thirty thousand a year with your low schools because you, you're uh, with your uh, with your low skill set because of the terrible schooling has been forced upon you. It's not your fault, by the way. You didn't invent the public school system. It's not. Listen, not getting a job is your fault. But the fact that if you grew up in a, a low income area in a, in in one of America's big cities, you probably went to a crap public school. It's not your fault. It is your fault for accepting it, though. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. You're not doomed to poverty forever. But you are doomed for poverty if you accept the government welfare payments for the rest of your life in lieu of working. You are doomed, and so are your kids. There's dignity in work. There are a lot of people who went to crap public schools and fixed it. Took some remedial courses, made it up later. There's a way out. 
And anyone lying to you and telling you, oh, you're a victim, you're a poor victim, bull. You're nobody's victim. You're an American. You've been gifted with being born in the greatest country in the history of humankind. You can fix this. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry you were taught by some people who really didn't care. I'm sorry you didn't end up with a Harvard-level education. I went to a, a decent Catholic school growing up and a really good high school. I got lucky. My parents didn't have a lot of money. Some of the, uh, the grammar school took us on as kind of a charity case at times. Me and my two brothers. But later on, I realized after I graduated college that I graduated with a degree I couldn't do anything with. I had to go back to graduate school. Then I had to go back again and get an MBA. It was nobody's victim. I had an idea in my head and I knew what I had to do. I'm not special at all. Probably a lot less special than many of you. Don't buy into this victim stuff. So we have the three-legged stool of poverty right here, folks. Minimum wage, poor schooling, and welfare payments, paying people to not work and ever get the dignity of work. In this next section, I'm going to go through one by one, welfare, poor schooling, and minimum wage in reverse order, showing you how the Democrats right now are emulating the exact policies Tom Sowell decades ago warned us about would create generational poverty. Let me get to my second sponsor. We always appreciate your patience, and we appreciate them being here. Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get off script here because it matters. These are the finest rifles in the business. They just are. They are built to combat standards. It is a professional-grade product. I want to be crystal clear. This is not a sporting rifle. There are a lot of great sporting rifle products for hunting. This is a combat standards-level professional-grade product because they believe in self-protection and the God-given right to self-protection. Not only that, they believe it should be provided to everyone. Private citizen, professional, law enforcement, soldiers overseas. Again, Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms company. They design, engineer, and manufacture life-saving equipment. They make their stuff in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. They assume whenever a rifle leaves their shop, God forbid, it'll be used in a life-or-death situation. And it has to function. Quality is all that matters to them. BCM knows making reliable, life-saving tools is only half the story. If you go to their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash USA, you can see all of their products. You can see all kinds of videos. They work with top levels of American special forces. They connect them with other Americans as well. These top instructors teach the skills necessary to defend yourself, your family, or others. To learn more about these terrific BCM rifles, head on over to Bravo Company, M like Mary, F like Frank, G.com. Bravo Company, MFG.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. Again, Bravo Company, MFG.com. Check them out today. I have two of these best rifles in the business, hands down. Austin, he likes their shirts too. <laughs> thank you. By the way, Bravo, thank you. You sent me a ton of shirts. I gave some of them to Gee. Producer Gee loves them. Uh, they are. He wears them everywhere. So if you ever run into Gee anywhere at a CrossFit and you see a guy that looks like Gee with a Bravo Company manufacturing shirt, that is Gee, as a matter of fact. He wears a lot of them. So thank you. for. I kept a lot of the shirts too as well. So they're great. I wear them everywhere. If you ever see me in my garage working out. So what's the three-legged stool of generational poverty? Not just, I'm talking about generational poverty. In other words, my, my, my mother-in-law came here quite poor from Columbia. Again, Columbia, not South Carolina, Columbia, the country. 
came here with nothing. Why aren't her kids poor? Why is her daughter worth a lot of dough? Why are her other two kids doing quite well? There were three of them. Why? Why didn't my mother-in-law produce children who were in poverty? Why? Because she didn't do the government benefits route. She went and got a job and educated herself on how to get skills needed to enter the workplace. We're doing the opposite. We're paying people not to work. Welfare, poor schooling, minimum wage. We're doing it again. You don't believe me? Here, look at this article by the Washington Post. This is from a couple months ago. May 17, 2021. The child cash benefit will begin hitting millions of parents' bank accounts this coming month, July 15th. Biden administration estimates 88% of all American children are slated to receive new monthly payments. Look, look, look. With no action required. So next month, a bunch of people, this again, ladies and gentlemen, this will be sold to you by your dopey, silly, liberal friends. It's, it's compassionate. We got to take care of the kids. You are not taking care of the kids. What you're doing is straight up evil. You are separating their parents from the dignity of a job, not allowing them to set an example for their young, impressionable children. You are separating from the dignity of human creation, the ability to create something. Anything from a display in a supermarket to an architect creating a house, it all has value. You are separating them from the dignity of doing that and imposing no conditions whatsoever. You doubt me? Here's from the Washington Post piece. They are about to pay people just to have kids and do nothing. Come on, you're making that up. Am I here? Quote, Washington Post. The IRS on July 15th, again, coming right up, will start delivering a monthly payment of $300 per child under six and $250 per child six or older for those who qualify. The monthly benefits will be deposited directly in most families' bank accounts on the 15th of every month, or the closest date of that date if the 15th falls on a holiday or weekend. For the rest of the year, they'll do this without any action required. You don't have to be looking for a job. don't have to be seeking out the father. Father doesn't have to pay for the kids. None of that. And we're supposed to sit here and go, it's compassion. It is downright evil. Evil. It's not compassion at all. It's anti-compassion. Paying people to remove from them the dignity of a job and rewarding them for not working, you will get more of it. More not working and less dignity of a job. Soul warned us. Welfare, poor schooling, minimum wage. We're doing it again. We're going back to the free money welfare era. How'd that work out for us? Even Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, yes, Democrats, you're a guy. Same guy, same guy, Hillary, same guy. Even your man, Bill Clinton, understood this was going to create generational poverty. And what is, what, what is one of the most regressive, not progressive things you can do? Paying people to not work. There is a great piece in the Wall Street Journal today, opinion section. I encourage you to read it. It's by Robert Doerr. D-O-A-R. He talks about it. This guy worked in New York City in social services and saw the destruction of the New York City welfare program back in it when it was peaking. Here's the title of the piece. It's called Free Money Can Make Life Worse. Social workers, not check writers, address problems like substance abuse and domestic violence. He saw it up close and personal. This guy, Dor, D-O-A-R. He was there. 
He saw how giving people money, as I just showed you in the Washington Post piece, quote, with no action required. People don't have to do anything. You're just going to pay you to do nothing. That's what that means. He saw the destruction it caused. From the piece, he talks about this liberal senator, Daniel Patrick Moynihan. He didn't like the welfare reforms of the 90s, Bill Clinton's welfare reforms. He worried that the system, which emphasized personal responsibility and encouraged work, Bill, that's what, those are Bill Clinton's reforms, would lead to, quote, children sleeping on grates. He was wrong. In fact, outcomes improved across nearly every measure of child well-being when they reformed welfare. Child hunger dropped, education improved, and health outcomes have gotten progressively better. Properly measured, child poverty fell almost eight percentage points in the subsequent decade. Folks, data, facts, do these matter to you at all? Bill Clinton, yes, Bill Clinton for the third time, maybe fourth time, was a Democrat, understood the damage welfare payments with no conditions were doing to families separated from the dignity of a job. They reformed welfare, imposed conditions. You have to look for a job, have to somehow try to find the father, have to find some kind of child care arrangement, have to be looking for gainful employment or you will not get paid. And what happened? Children were supposed to go into poverty everywhere. As Daniel Patrick Moynihan said, they, said they'd be sleeping on the streets in grates. Why do they sleep on grates in New York City? Anybody know? E? Anyone know? Yeah, yes, very good. Man. If you grew up in New York City, you know what I'm talking about because you get the steam up from the grates and they stay warm in the cold weather. Were children sleeping mm -hmm. on grates? No, child poverty decreased because parents went to work, developed skills, careers, jobs. Generational poverty decreased. You know who was sleeping on grates, however? Second screenshot from the Wall Street Journal piece. Adults who receive monthly checks from the federal government but don't have to deal with caseworkers. Almost 80% of the homeless, the people setting up tents in cities all across America, receive government benefits, often in the form of monthly cash aid that comes without any regular connection to caseworkers. No condition. Want to get welfare? You should see a social worker. You should be drug tested. If you have a problem, we should offer you help and assistance. You should be seeking a childcare arrangement, seeking a job. That's real compassion. Are we doing any of that? Of course not. The Democrats are doing the exact opposite, burning this country to the ground. That is not compassion, folks. That is evil to separate people from a greater prosperity in the future and the dignity of a job and a career and to do it under the guise of compassion. It's just grotesque. You doubt me, these welfare policies are, you still, you, by the way, doubt everything. Unlike other shows, I want you, I'm begging you to fact check everything I tell you because it'll only strengthen our arguments. This Biden emphasis on the, making the Democrat Party the anti-work party, paying people with no conditions not to work. Look at this article. Right before I went on the air, I saw this. I was downstairs making a protein shake because I got hungry. The Washington Post, June 21st, 2021. This week, retail workers are quitting at record rates for higher paying work. My life isn't worth a dead-end job. They're quitting, they're quitting everywhere. Because, they, folks, it's just not working. 
They are restricting the supply right now of labor by paying people not to work, which is driving up the price of labor, which is leading to labor friction everywhere as people continue to leave jobs saying, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to another job where a company has to pay me more because they're artificially constraining the supply of labor, which is leading to a cascade of wage inflation and price inflation. These are the anti-work, anti-economic Democrats. I think we covered welfare right there pretty accurately. They are the party of welfare. They are the anti-work party. They are the party of destroying this country from the inside out. I want to get to the second and third uh, legs of those stool in a second. Let me get to my, my third sponsor because I want to get through this uninterrupted. I always appreciate our sponsors being on the show, and I appreciate your patience. Folks, I live with chronic pain. It really, it really sucks. I don't know any other way to tell you. I have really horrible arthritis. It's discomfort. It lasts all the time. There's not much you can do about it either. Unless you try this CBD, uh, cryo-free CBD roll-on. I just put it on Paula, right, guys, before? <laughs> she had put it on her neck and back. She's like, tell everyone in the audience you rubbed it all over me. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's just a family-friendly show. That doesn't sound so good. But this stuff actually, look at it right there. We just used this sucker right there on her neck and on her back. The stuff's amazing. I use it on my elbows and my shoulders. It works for me right away. If you've had pain, you've nagging muscle injuries, joint pain, this provides, for me, it's immediate relief and long it, long, it lasts long. You need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution I'm telling you about here. Cryo-free CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. It's fantastic. It's non-prescription. Triple action pain relief. It's a roll-on specifically, specifically formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part, it's 100% natural. It's CBD-powered, and it works its magic within 10 minutes. For me, it's even less. Uh, the relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. She has, like I told you this morning, she's having some neck pain. She loves this. We go through, I mean, seriously, bottles of this stuff. Uh, I need them in like a six-pack, like beer. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. The discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter promo code Bongino. That's Omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, and enter code Bongino. Get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Pro, uh, pro athletes such as PGA golfer Kyle Stanley use cryo-free CBD to recover on and off the course. There's no messy creams, those terrible fragrances, none of that. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter promo code Bongino, get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. I'm telling you, this stuff is the real deal. This is the real McCoy right here. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter code Bongino, get 20% off and site-wide. Thanks, Omax. So just quickly showing you how Soul's predictions that you want to create generational poverty, welfare, poor schooling, minimum wage, uh, Implement the minimum wage. Here we go. The nation, this is from a while ago, December of 2019. The Democrat school choice problem. Charter schools find their most vocal Democratic support among the least progressive members of their party, centrists and Wall Streeters. The Democrats used to claim they were the education party, but that's interesting because when you want to give parents an education choice, they don't seem to dig that. Did you notice in the last presidential election, as this place indicates here at the nation, all of, uh, all of the serious candidates ran away from school choice. It says, quote, even moderate lane candidates like Buttigieg, Biden, and Klobuchar tried to paint their further left counterparts as out-of-touch spendthrifts on, for example, free college or Medicare for all. But the top candidates are remarkably united when it comes to charter schools. They're over them. Why would they be over them? Because the Democrats need generational poverty. How, I mean, how else would you build an underclass guaranteed to vote Democrat live off government benefits by not allowing them access to education. If you allow them access to education, 
then they would not, you know, they wouldn't need the Democrat Party. They could rely on their own entrepreneurial skills, their own labor to create a better, more prosperous life. You can't have that. Why do you think Democrats hate school choice so much? It's a bigger ideological fight. It's not just about the teachers union. They need a permanent underclass. Do you understand? Listen to me. Please. I'm, I'm literally begging you right now. You're a first-time listener to my show. You're a moderate Democrat. You're even a squishy Republican who doesn't believe in what we're talking about. I'm begging you to listen to me because I know what I'm telling you is true. They want you poor and suffering, the Democrats. Once you realize the value of work and your own labor and your own drive and your own grit, it is impossible to vote for policies that would block you from that. It's impossible. They need you poor. They want you poor. They're demanding you stay poor. And that's why they do this. What was the third leg? Minimum wage. <laughs> January 30th, 2021, AP. Biden, Democrats, hit the gas on the push for a $15 hour minimum wage. No need to beat a dead horse. You get the point. Thomas Sowell warned us. You want to create poor families, poor moms, poor dads, poor kids? Minimum wage, poor schooling and welfare. The Democrats are tripling down. All right, moving on. Listen, I warned you about the name game changes. Folks, liberals are experts at this. They are nothing more than marketing specialists. We as Republicans have been message specialists. We have not been messaging specialists. I need you to understand this. There's a reason why it was explained to me years ago by a good friend of mine who's run in conservative circles, not establishment circles, but conservative circles for a really long time. Very bright guy. He explained to me how it's this conundrum we live in, right? How Republicans have these policies you would think when listed out on paper would generate mass consensus. Like, hey, we want to give you back more of your money by tax cuts. We believe in economic freedom. We want your kid to go to a good school and you to pick it. We want you to pick your own doctor through healthcare choice. We don't want to control by the government. And we don't want a lot of government red tape. Folks, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not messing around, right? Those are just four. I could go through a hundred other policies. We want you to be able to protect yourself with a firearm, save human life. The list goes on and on. You put them out on paper, any sane person's like, yeah, that sounds like good stuff. Then why do we keep losing? We do. We win some, but we lose a lot. How? How is it that if you were to put this down on paper and offer it to voters, spend your own money, pick your own doctor, send your kid to a school that's good, or the alternative, pay high taxes, send your kid to a crap school, and let the government pick your doctor that people go, oh, let me think. Yeah, yeah, I want option B. How do we keep losing? The answer is simple. We have a messaging problem, not a message problem. We don't have a message problem. Stop. Don't say that. We have a messaging problem. Our message is terrific. Liberty and freedom is a sexy thing. I say it all the time. Question authority, always. That's our thing. Why do we have a messaging problem? Well, as my friend I mentioned told me, he said, Dan, it's because all the big donors to the conservative movement are successful people in commodity type industries where marketing isn't that big of a deal. Petroleum products, that kind of thing. Those are a lot of the bigger donors influencing the messaging and they're not very good at it. I mean, listen, if, if you're in a petroleum industry, what well, you're selling gasoline and petroleum products. Is there really a lot of marketing in that? Like, hey, try our gasoline. It smells better. Like what? 
you know, you just, so it's just price only. That's really it. People don't, very few people buy, right, right, Joe? Very few people go, oh, I want this gasoline rather than that because I heard this gasoline really moves my car. Unless you're a race car driver, nobody cares. <laughs> right. So that's why our messaging is terrible. But contrast that with the libs. Who are the donors to candidates on the liberal side that get, you know, listen, I wish it weren't the case, but donors influence the message. Here's a million dollar donation to the DNC. You better get this in there. That's what happens. I'm sorry, folks. I've seen it. It's gross. But that's the way it works. We're not going to BS people here. Liberals have all these tech geniuses. Their marketing is just incredible. You have people who created like Beats headphones. Think about it. Beats headphones. Dr. Dre made, what, a billion dollars on that or something? He sold it, I think, to Apple. Folks, candidly, they're just headphones. I'm, 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 trust me, I am not knocking Dr. Dre at all. Don't take that the wrong way. God bless him. Marketing is a skill. It's a skill like anything else. But Joe, who's been in the radio industry forever, Joe, wouldn't you agree, like, honestly, there's, outside of, like, the cheapos, there's very little difference between, like, Sennheisers and other, like, no. I mean, if you gave it yeah. to, I mean, Joe has been in this business, had cans on his ears, as Joe calls them, for seriously, like, mm -hmm. 30 years. Folks, I'm not kidding. Like, unless you're a radio pro like Joe, the chances of you knowing the difference between headphones are slim to none. Yeah, you're Yet, right. Right? Mm -hmm. What do you say? But Dr. Yeah. Dre got you to believe, like, hey, you got to get these beats, man. Sound is just like, it's great. Well, all right. Cool. Whatever. There's a skill. Kudos to Dr. Dre for doing that. I'm not kidding. That's a skill. It's a skill that's carried over into the Democrat Party. It has. You have brilliant marketeers who have taught the Democrats to sell people on the idea that they should give up more of their money to the government, that they should remain in crappy schools because it's good for them, and that the government, who can't, get, who can't even get out of its own way, the government, is somehow going to manage to crack their chest open and pick the best doctor for them. Amazing. Do you understand the kind of marketing power it takes to get people to believe that? They're doing it now. Proving to you again that the Democrats have a message problem. Republicans have a messaging problem. Please understand the difference. Do you notice how the Democrats always change the name of things when things get bad? Why? Because they are brilliant at messaging and they understand when they have a message problem. You doubt me? You always should. Why is it that we've been called the conservative movement for eons? Did you notice that? Guy, Justin, Joe, what's the other name for the conservative movement? You have it? Anyone? What's it called? Hmm. Huh. Yeah, who's right? That's your, Joe, so that, <laughs> don't, I got the answer. Joe gave it. The answer is because there is no answer. We're conservatives. We've always been called. Why? Yeah. Because we're not embarrassed by it. We're like, yeah, we like freedom and economic freedom and school choice. Just went through the list of stuff. We're not embarrassed by it. We don't have a message problem. We have a messaging problem, selling conservatism. Yeah, why is it that liberals keep changing their names? Did you notice that? They're progressives, liberals. It keeps going back and forth. Why is that? Why do they keep changing their name? Because, ladies and gentlemen, liberalism has such a negative connotation and did before the new liberal revolution under AOC 
I just go back to they stopped calling themselves liberals right around the time of the Clinton years and started saying, what are we going to call ourselves now? I got progress, progress. Let's stand for progress because people started to understand what liberalism really was. Higher taxes, crappy schools, crappy government health care. They're like, we got to think of a new name. We got it because we have a message, message, message problem. So how we can't, we, we're not going to alter the message because we love higher taxes, crappy health care. That's our thing. We are the crappy health care party. We're the anti-work party. So we can't change the message. So what do we do? We change the messaging. We're not liberals anymore. Now we're progress oriented. We are progressives. But why don't conservatives do that? Because we don't need to. We don't need to. Even when George W. Bush tried to change it, he still stuck with conservative. Remember compassionate conservatism? You know what? Real compassion? Get a freaking job. The Dan Bongino Show motto, get your ass to work, slash compassionate conservatism. It's not just liberal. Why am I talking about this now? I'm not just making this up. Yesterday on the show, I told you, watch, they're going to change the name of critical race theory to some euphemism. Again, undocumented, educational, anti-racist, or something. You're going to be like, wait, what? It's the same thing you were teaching the day before. White oppression, white male patriarchy. You know, again, knowledge is the construct of power. There's no real knowledge. The very effort to seek knowledge is racist in and of itself. These are all tenets of critical theory and critical race theory. Both related. It's Marxist ideology. So because, again, liberals don't want to change the message. They really believe. Remember what I said to you yesterday about the lady who said that whites were psychopaths? Remember that? I said to you, she believes it. She's not a liar. What she's saying is a lie, but she, she believes it. It's the same thing here. The Democrats will change the messaging on critical race theory, but they will never change the message because they believe you're the white oppressor. They believe it. They, but they are, they're not, they're lying about the messaging, not the message. They believe it. You doubt me? Here, always, you know, one of the top five dumbest people in media, the infamous Joy Reid. Remember her of the, homophobic blog fame. I didn't do it. My blog was hacked. Well, that's strange. Where's that FBI investigation you mentioned? But of course, because she's a liberal, she's allowed to say whatever. Oh, sorry, progressive. They changed her name. She's allowed to say whatever she wants. Here's a cut of Joy Reid claiming CRT. Listen to the end. Critical race theory. That's not being taught anywhere. <laughs> Again, she's playing a word game with you, just like progressives turns into liberals and liberals turn into progressives because she thinks you're an idiot. The message is the same. Check this out. While Juneteenth will now be commemorated nationwide, there's a catch. In some red states, it could soon be illegal to teach what the holiday is all about. That's because Republican state legislatures in a dozen states are now aiming to dictate how historical and modern racism in America are taught. That includes the state of Texas, where Juneteenth was first celebrated. Governor Abbott signed a law this week intended to ban critical race theory from being taught in public schools, even though it's not being taught in any K-12 curriculums anywhere, including in Texas. Notice what she did there? First, she just lies to you right out of the gate. That's what Joy Reid does. Joy Reid is a liar, an unrepentant liar. And I'm really sorry if you're caught and you're sucked into her vortex of stupid listening to her intellectually vapid show every single week. It is not illegal to teach Juneteenth. It, it, she just made that up. That is absolutely factually, and if you believe it, you're an idiot. I'm really sorry. You're just really dumb. 
You're just a dumb person. I'm, I'm sorry that you're dumb. I don't, I can't solve dumb. It's just not true. It's like if Joy Reid told you two plus two equals seven, you're like, ah, Joy said it. You're just an idiot. I'm really sorry. But then part two of that, she says critical race theory is not being taught. Notice what she does there. It's the same trick I told you before, the name change game. It's like saying, because you realize you have a message problem. Liberals in the Clinton era realized they had a message problem. People on welfare weren't working. Crime was exploding on the streets. Liberalism had a really bad message. Still does. So they changed the messaging. No, no, no. We're progress oriented now. We're progressives. She's doing the same thing. We're not teaching critical race theory. We're not teaching liberalism. We're teaching progressivism. Oh, oh, okay. It's the same message. White oppression. Told you, you've been through it all before. Oppressor, oppressive, class warfare, race warfare. All this garbage. It's the same. You see the verbal dance she plays? And she thinks you're an idiot because Joy thinks you're stupid because she's stupid. This is the same woman who says, I chalked outside with the deuce on my face. You're advertising what a moron you are. Do you realize that? You're jogging outside with supremely diluted air during the coronavirus outbreak. You're jogging outside with the deuce on your face, two masks, and you're advertising that? You might as well show us your IQ score. Look, I got a 92. Like you're proud of it. This is Joy Reid. People watch this stuff. The word game. They're not teaching CRT. No, they're only teaching every principle of critical race theory. <laughs> That's right. That, that was another one. Yeah. The voting. The voter, I got that coming up. The voting restrictions. You're not a, just like when she said you're not, it's now illegal. As it, if you teach Juneteenth, you're going to be dragged out of the classroom in handcuffs, which is a total fabricate. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Guy brought up another point. Remember the voting restrictions. If you give water to people in a voting, you'll be summarily shot and executed. On this. Yeah. It was totally made up. Totally yeah. made up. They were allowed to set up water stations at voting sites. You just weren't allowed as a candidate to give out a water bottle that said, vote for me two feet from a voting booth. But of course, stupid liberals believed it. They will shoot you on site if you give out water. There are snipers. They will headshots. Boom. 50 cal on site. You dare give anybody. And liberals are like, ah, oh my gosh, this sounds serious. You're just an idiot. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Let me just acknowledge one point here because, you know, you have to be, you have to acknowledge your own faults. I get it. This is probably not great marketing either. Like if there are liberals listening, telling them they're imbeciles is probably not great marketing. I'm sorry. I can't help. I can't take the stupid anymore. I just can't. Maybe this is like shock treatment for them. You know, you put the little one flew over the cuckoo's nest things on the melon. I don't know. Maybe they needed to wake up from their stupor. They really believe you'll be. It's illegal to teach Juneteenth and give water at a voting booth. That's just really dumb. And sometimes when you're that dumb, you need to be told how dumb you really are. Here's another one. You're going to see this name change. Liberal, progressive, CRT will be, become undocumented, educational, anti-racist training. They're just going to change the name because they have a message problem. Here's another one. You're going to see this coming. Don't doubt me. Hat tip the great Rush Limbaugh. Look at this Axios article. Kiera Frazier, Axios. U.S. saw 10 mass shootings over the weekend. Oh, they did. Now, they did see shootings. The article's not inaccurate, but notice the messaging shift here. 
What's fascinating is I went and researched most of these mass shootings. They're making it seem like it's crazed gunmen walking in in some type of like school shooting type scenario. When you go and research what happened, a lot of those shootings were gang violence. Some of them were street crime, and a lot of them were at Juneteenth celebrations. Interesting how a lot of those incidents were in liberal cities with politically incorrect narratives. So they realized saying that the cities, uh, that American liberal cities, like an accurate headline would have said American liberal cities have a gang violence street crime problem. Instead of saying that, they're going to turn, watch, watch the shift. You heard it here first. Watch as they start to shift the street crime narrative to a narrative about mass shootings, leading you to believe it's some kind of like school shooting type violence. Why? So they can move on gun laws. It's all being done intentionally, folks. It's all a messaging gimmick. They realize they have a message problem. Liberal cities and liberal policies on policing. They really work. Really? Because crime's going crazy. You had a bunch of people shot at Juneteenth celebrations. Oh, no, no, mass shootings. It's a gun thing. It's a gun thing, definitely. Sure it is. Show you in a minute what I mean by that. Uh, There's also another name change going on, and there is a a parent-led rebellion against it. I got a piece of video coming up you're going to want to see. Let me get to my last sponsor. I'm running out of time, but you're not going to want to miss this video on the other side. How the left realizes right now it has a problem, and a serious problem. Listen, if you're a business owner who's hiring, you probably face a lot of challenges when it comes to finding the right person for your role. Big problems now. Folks, listen, workers, I talked about this earlier in the show, are in high demand right now because there are labor shortages out there because we're paying people, in some cases, not to work. There's a lot of resumes to sort through. It creates a lot of problems. That's why hiring, can it's like finding a needle in a haystack. You can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along. You should try ZipRecruiter for free. Try it today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. When you post the job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites with one click. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and it actively invites them to apply. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective. Four out of five employees who, employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate that same day. It's no wonder over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Get the competitive advantage today in business. Don't let your competitors outcompete you using ZipRecruiter. You need those employees. We need them now. Other companies overwhelm you with way too many options. ZipRecruiter finds what you're looking for, that needle in the haystack. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free, but you have to go to this web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Once again, remember, go to this unique place. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. That's B-O-N-G-I-N-O. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Don't wait. Thanks, ZipRecruiter. Now, why the name change? Why the Joy Reid name change? We're not teaching critical race theory. We're only teaching everything critical race theory teaches. Why? Why? Why are they doing this? Why? Well, they're doing it because they realize, again, they have a message problem and parents caught on to the message. How? Ah, the kids were kicked out of school, thrown into Zoom classes. All of a sudden, the parents are at home looking through their kid's textbook. They're like, wait, we're teaching our white kids that they're white oppressors? Huh? Parents started showing up at the school boards, and they created a rebellion. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing liberals hate more than a grassroots rebellion. 
Remember the Tea Party? They, they had to sick the IRS on the Tea Party. Remember all the f- fake allegations? Oh, my God. Remember that that uh, when they were up at the Capitol, they're like, they were called all kinds of racist names. There's no evidence that ever happened. Remember all the stuff they made up about the Tea Party? What did Glenn Beck have? Something like 200,000 people at the mall. They were like, it was a violent mob. Meanwhile, they went to the mall. They left the mall cleaner than when they got there. They're worried. They're worried it's happening again with critical race theory and this parent-led rebellion. As I said before, my good friend Ginny said to me often, you are the leader you've been waiting for. You. Don't wait for someone else. You got a school board meeting? Show up. They're panicking. Here's a video I want to play for you. It's Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd's very upset that one of the commentators on his panel has stated the obvious, that this is a grassroots parent-led rebellion against liberal ideology. Chuck can't have that because he realizes that creates what? What? Pop quiz. A messaging problem. Watch him correct it for the Democrats. Check this out. And specific to this idea of critical race theory, I have to tell you, I just spent some time reporting on this county in Virginia about an hour outside of Washington. And, and to your point, this is something that is mobilizing people and resonating very deeply. It was about a 100-degree day, dozens and dozens and dozens of parents, mostly white in this largely affluent county, showed up to a school board meeting. For many of them, the very first school board meeting they'd ever attended, specifically because of this one issue. That's important to note, it, it, that... You mentioned critical race theory a couple of times. This is a parent-led backlash at the grassroots level. It's, and bit, it's manufactured. No, and it's, the fi- it's completely. And then, it, and then sort of the elected officials seems to have been lit. The fire up. was lit. I disagree. Yeah. I think it started because p- parents have had it with the education bureaucracy after COVID. Mm-hmm. They're fed up with it. They tend to trust Democrats when it comes to education funding, but they trust Republicans on education accountability. I think that what the backlash you're seeing on critical race theory in schools is another example of parents trying to hold educators accountable. It's- That's a panel on NBC, the nothing but Clinton network. Chuck can't have that, folks. He realizes it creates a messaging problem. He knows they have a terrible message teaching people to be racist in school. That's what critical racism theory is, teaching kids to be racist. He knows that's a message problem. So when a panelist on his show on NBC or MSNBC, whatever it was, States the obvious that, no, no, this is a parent-led rebellion. Parents are really pissed off at the message. Chuck has to do what he does as a full-time Democrat activist. He has to correct the messaging right there. Oh, no, 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 this is all AstroTurf. Uh, This isn't grassroots stuff. This is all fake. Really? You have any evidence of that? Of course not. Folks, there's another citizen-led rebellion that's requiring a quickie name change. You know, CRT, unauthorized anti-racist training. Whatever you want to call it, liberal, progressive. Remember the defund the police movement that's leading to crime waves throughout American cities, dead bodies everywhere, body bags piling up, and citizen rebellions in liberal cities where New York City's mayor's race today may be decided on the crime issue? The Democrats realize, again, they don't want to change the message. They can't stand the cops. Not all Democrats, not certainly all Democrat voters, but the radical Democrats, no, no questions about it. Hate the police. They can't stand them. That's a fact. So they realize that this we hate the police, defund the police movement is a problem too. Why? Can't hammer it home enough. You get what I'm doing here? The message is bad. 
So why not just change the message? Hey, let's support our police. It's probably good for public safety. Because they can't. Because they're not lying. They really hate the police. So what do you do? Only said it 20 times today. Change the messaging. Watch this MSNBC commentator on the network. Do it right in front of your eyes. Realizes saying we hate the police isn't working. So now she changes mid-appearance. She changes defund the police to somehow it being an effort to refund the people? <laughs> Not messing with you. Check this out. But what we also know to be true is that defunding the police is not just about taking money out of an institution that continues to prove ineffective. It's also about refunding the people. It's about ensuring that the services that people need to ensure safe communities from the ground up are actually being funded and resourced to their full capacity. I think that there are a lot of police unions and GOP operatives that would like for us to believe that this recent crime wave has everything to do with this idea of defunding the police. But guess what, Stephanie? The police haven't been defunded. You actually look at the 50 largest cities law enforcement spending as a share of the general expenditure in each of those cities actually rose slightly from 13.6% to 13.7%. And many of the cities that have talked about removing that money, like Minneapolis and Seattle, they've actually paused or slowed how they were thinking about moving that money. So this rising crime is not the fault of the movement. It's actually the fault of the police. And this has been our point all along. The correlation between attacks on the police departments around the country and defunding the police and the spike in crime is conclusive. Conclusive. Is it causal? It's impossible to do natural research like that, right? How would you do that? Would you say to what? You can't conduct a natural experiment like that. What would you do? Pick two similar towns across the United States completely uh, evaporate and defund the police in one town and then fund the police in another and see who dies? You can't do it. Field research like that can only be done correlationally. But you can infer things. It doesn't mean it's causal, but you can infer it could be causal. When you have a correlation, defund the police, defund the anti-police activism goes up and crime goes up, you can probably infer that they're likely causal especially when the relationship is extremely strong. She sees that, and instead of changing the message and saying, ah, this didn't work out well, body bags are piling up. She doesn't change the message because they hate the police. She just changes the messaging. No, 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 we're not defunding the police. We're refunding the people. Did you see it? Did you catch it? Genius. Evil, but genius. Like Lex Luthor level evil genius. And I had a whole bunch of other stuff. All right, we'll get to some of it on the radio show today. My guest on the radio show today will be Senator Ron Johnson about the Ivermectin scandal. Yeah, another scandal about fake book and screw tube trying to uh, suppress free speech. You're not going to want to miss that on the radio show at the top of the second hour, as I always do. Appreciate you all tuning in. Listen, if you want to hear the radio show in your market, we've been getting a lot of emails. We're coming online to a lot of new stations this week. You have to call the stations, email the stations, tweet the stations, parlor the stations, Facebook the stations. There's no other way. It's, I appreciate your support. It matters, but that's the only way to do it. Uh, those stations are there for you. So we appreciate it. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.